the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Don't be shy. That's the number one rule of the game, if possible. Recently did a seminar, and I can't believe how many people come up to me at seminars and say, I've been listening to you for three years, five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. And it's really weird, because when you start putting 20 years into perspective, you start putting like life into perspective. I was 30 years old, I was 40 years old, I was 50 years old, I was 20 years old, 30 years old, 40 years old. It's a long time to have a relationship with someone. Um, I'm very honored by that. I'm very flattered, so thank you. Um, anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. I like talking strategies on occasion. A, it's something that, you know, I want to pound in your head enough until you get it. And B, I want to pound in your head enough until you get it. Finances aren't that tough. It's not that many things that you have to become a master of. The problem is that there's a little fine art in everything that we do in finance. And that's where you can get yourself in trouble. Wealth creation is what I try to talk a lot about. CFP Chad Burton talks a lot about wealth preservation and income and retirement. Wealth creation, you have a job, hopefully, and you're saving some of it away. Wealth preservation, you don't have a job. So no longer income coming in. It's just assets and equity going out. In theory, we talk retirement taxes, your money, your business. Let's listen to a little sports radio on the way in this morning because... It's a good time of the year for sports. And sometimes, quite honestly, you can only hear so much of the headline news. You know, what is the president doing? It gets kind of repetitive after a while. If you're a political junkie, I get it. I'm not a political junkie, and that's, whoa, crosses into this world a little bit too often, if you know what I'm saying. But I heard, as, as I was driving in, I heard this guy say, hey, I could do your 401k, your investment company, your investments, your insurance. Your, I could, and I was like, oh, I know who he is, and I know what he sells. It's a crap product. But he's willing to, like, sacrifice his ethics to make himself richer. I'm not willing to do that. Plato's Republic. Long live Plato's Republic. And so creates Johnson. Um, so anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. One of the things that we often talk about is what are you going to do in retirement? And I don't really have the best answer for you. That's up to you. And what should I do in the current market? I don't have the best answer for you. It's, it's what you need in your portfolio and how much risk appetite you can take. When a president is battling another country and we're willing to take out their most important stock or their most important company, they're probably willing to do the same to us. So I, that's tough to, It's tough for me to say, you should go put your hard-earned money in that. And I don't want to do that. One of the things I could teach you that I did very well, and I, I hope you do this down the road, is start reading, start reading more. The Wall Street Journal and Barron's are awesome. If you buy Wall Street Journal online, you get Barron's too. You know, Apple's got that subscription thing that I don't exactly quite know how that works with their new stuff. Um, I've got a nice size uh, iPad. I, but I also like reading the paper, you know? I know. You're so old school. You're ruining the planet. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I should probably not do that. So if you can stomach more risk, then you could reap greater benefits. I get that. And that's where small cap stocks come in. A big cap company, 
say worth 10, 20, 30 billion. And they're a little bit tougher to grow. Every now and then they could do it. So when you start hearing about companies like Microsoft and Apple and Amazon at a a trillion dollars, just know that it's tough to grow from 10 billion to 20 billion. It's a lot easier to grow from 1 million to 5 million. So small cap companies have a lure to us. The thing I don't want you to do is think this is the way I'm going to do it. This is the way I have to do it because I'm behind. I have some small cap exposure. I used to be a small cap tech expert. And I'll tell you what, you have to put a lot of work into it. So now I'm coming more, I try to refine as I've gotten older and finer like wine. Some some men age like wine and some men age like milk. I, I like to think mentally I've aged like wine nicely. Which for the record, you know the big winter, 2018, 2019, where California just got dumps and dumps and dumps and dumps of rain. And then in May, there's another dump of rain. That dump of rain in May. Oh, ho, ho, ho. wineries are going, no, last year we got all the smoke and the fires. This year we're getting mold. That would not be good. Fortunately, it was a chilly enough time that they're able to pull away without a lot of mold. I know you're saying chilly in May is good. I know. It's weird. You got to kind of go with it. But I would I would say Google small caps, small capitalization stocks, if you ever want to play with it. Or better yet, what I would want you to do is Google small cap ETFs or small cap technology or start finding stuff and then reading the literature about it. So, you know, I started by saying you should read the Wall Street Journal, Barron's. Barron's has an, uh, an analyst who come on probably every episode, every magazine. And here's my top three favorite small cap stocks. Don't read that. See that headline in that, that you go, oh, Oakmark has a good small cap fund manager. Now go get their, their brochure on it and go get their quarterly letter or their annual letter to the shareholders. And just start learning. And you'll learn that quickly. That it's, it's something you can get way in over your head. But should you have small cap stocks? Yeah. Do you know much a small cap stock? Let's say I start a mortgage company and I'm, I'm considered small cap and just call it XYZ. I'm, I, I'm, I only do business in California and then my business grows and I do business in another state and then my business grows. I go, let's get wacky here and go to Canada. See if those canoes. good day a eh? would be like happy buying my product. There's a chance they would. There's a chance they want because suddenly I'm now taking more risk as a business and expanding. So small caps kind of stay in their little area. And by the time they add a Canada or Europe or China, they've become mid cap or large cap. So small cap companies kind of eat domestically and grow domestically. I don't know. Does that help you a little bit? So I have some, I have them in ETFs essentially. Sometimes in mutual funds, I really like that fund manager, but typically I don't do small caps of my own anymore. You know, the biggest mistakes I've ever made, small caps, micro caps, and, um, what you'd probably refer to as penny stocks. I once found a company that had a great, and see, that's another thing. They have great stories. A small cap is like, well, we're going to fill the gap in to, and you're like, well, maybe they can get acquired by a big company. That could be an end game. I know a company that does, uh, I'm not going to say artificial milk, but milk made out of things, a milk-like product made out of non-dairy product. And you know that younger people today, they're like, I like cows. You, wait, wait, you don't like cows? I don't like cows. Do you have a reason why you don't like cows or you just don't like cows? I don't drink milk. I'm lactate intolerant. I'm not making fun of people who are lactate intolerant. Maybe maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Maybe just a little bit. Um, but that's, that's 13, 14% of the dairy market of people who are saying, I don't want, I want non-dairy dairy. Does that sound like it can get us into problems? I want non-meat meat. Two very hot categories right now. If you're an investor... If you could sell to 13, 14% of the U.S. population a new category, non-meat meat, and that's why when, you know, the companies like Burger King come out with the Impossible Whopper, 
I tell you about it because there's going to be an investment there. They don't want to forget 13, 14% of the non-dairy drinkers. You kind of assume they're also non-meat eaters. Kind of. You see where I'm going out with this? You can kind of figure out your trends and small cap issues. Things that have no sales, they're going to have big sales. But it also helps if you have a professional money manager who uh, has done the research on it for you. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. Talking all things financial, money investing, more. Thanks for listening. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Another day, another dollar. Uh, had a great run last week to record highs and above and beyond. We won't get that every week, but uh, I don't think we have to pound it into the ground that the Federal Reserve became very friendly to the markets and the markets became very friendly back. So I must, uh, we'll scratch your back kind of thing. The thing that's still upsetting and it's just in the back of your head is we're not seeing a rally based on the economy. We're not seeing the rally based on jobs. We're seeing a slowing economy and a slowing job market. The way we fight those in the United States, and again, it's in the Federal Reserve's best interest to keep the rally running as long as we can so we don't run out of money sooner rather than later. So that's all out there. Big part of this day's story, if you know what I'm saying. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Um, Amazon Prime Day, obviously one of the big stories of the day. It's the, the issue of fear and missing out is what drives a lot of people in the game of Prime. Um, I don't really need a fire pit, but if I'm going to get a fire pit this year, today's a good day to do it. I'm going to enjoy it in the spring and fall or summer, late summer nights and fall. I need to do it now. It's kind of the thought, but we'll talk about Amazon Prime later. Fresh off record highs, the Dow, the NASDAQ, the SP 500 aren't really showing signs of wilting right yet. Tremendous amount of buying interest. Fear of missing out on Amazon Prime, fear of missing out on an up rally. China reported 6.2% growth. That's the lowest growth rate in 27 years. Still, the Shanghai Composite increased slightly. Boeing 737 MAX could potentially remain grounded until sometime next year. That's kind of business headline news, right? On top of it, Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross, he's not getting along terribly well with President Trump, and he may be on the way out. He's an original cabinet member tied towards commerce, an old friend of Mr. Trump's. He goes back to the dates of Atlantic City and bankruptcies of casinos and the creditors he he, uh, represented to Trump. General Electric is considered a neutral today from buy. Tiffany and Company got a neutral from buy. Bank of America got an upgrade, John Deere as well. In the end, companies like John Deere and Caterpillar make machines that are very expensive. And there's competition, but not a lot. Citigroup had better than expected earnings results. Amazon's Prime Day. Lots of buzz at the water cooler on that today. Merger and acquisition going down. We got it going down in the energy sector. Collin Petroleum. Callan, excuse me. And Creezo Oil and Gas. So those are the big stories of the day. On top of it, you can throw in a little bit of Amazon.com. Amazon knows we get easily fear of missing out. 
uses that fear to make Prime Day better. Runs for 48 hours, starting last night at midnight. Similar to Black Friday, being just before the holiday shopping season, Prime Day comes just before back to school. People don't want just bargains, so thinks Amazon. They're shopping anyways for needs. Amazon makes sure customers will turn them in quite satisfied. There's a Taylor Swift concert going on. I know you're saying, Taylor Swift? I bet uh, Jeff Bezos had to pay her millions of dollars. Probably about right. Uh, Lady Gaga. All we are is Radio Gugu. Radio Gaga. She's got a, a beauty line out. I know you're saying, Rob, why don't you come out with a line of beauty products? It's a good question. Sit at home, sit on my couch, make money. I'll sell water that's actually from the tap, and I'll call it ye tap water or le tap water. Yeah, tap water. And people will be like, that's fancy. eBay and Walmart and Target all have big sales on today. It's cute. They have an ad where a father asks his teenage daughter, who just happens to be named Alexa, if anything good happens on Prime Day. She goes, yeah, Dad. Did you check eBay? So, <laughs> dirty. Dirty little marketing. Dirty little advertising. Um, you don't need a Prime membership to purchase from Amazon regularly, but you do need one to participate in Prime Day. So it makes people feel good about being members, so to speak. I'm a member. Um, there's a sense of urgency. So that's out there. I don't think we have to beat that up too much today, unless you really, really, really want me to. I think that's more than enough, if you know what I'm saying. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Fortnite Season nine's wrapping up sooner than later. Outcome Season ten sooner than later. Um, Citigroup. Big bank beat analyst expectations on gains from its trade web IPO. Citigroup beat expectations on profit and revenue. Top line. Profit, line, profit is bottom line. Revenue is top line. A little discombobulated today. But they did an initial public offering of an electric bond trading platform called TradeWeb. Um, revenue of $18.7 billion in the last 90 days. Expectations were for about $18.5 billion. So profit of about $4.7 billion. Write that down. That's a lot of money for 90 days. It was a slight beat. It wasn't a big beat. It was a slight beat. But enough that pushed the stock higher. Jeffrey Epstein is going to stay in jail until at least Thursday. Boy, he, he got himself in some trouble, to say the least, right? I am not going to go into his story. Too dark. Too dark. Um, anything you want to talk about? We can talk about money investing and more. Facebook is Bank of America's top fang pick for 2019. Facebook got slammed to the tune of $5 billion, and stock didn't move on the downside. Stock took it in. Stock was almost cocky and arrogant about it, if you know what I'm saying. Um, a big YouTuber died on an electric scooter, got hit by a car in London. You're going to start seeing some backlash on scooters. People are starting to figure out, like, they're all over the emergency room. A flaw found in WhatsApp and Telegram on Android lets hackers mess with your photos, payments, and voice notes. Boy, that makes me feel weird. <laughs> it's just, I don't have Android, but... Boy, that just makes me feel weird, uh, if you're tracking with me. Taking a look at the top stories of the day, I think uh, a little bit of hangover from last week's market rally. 
So maybe a sideways day is in order, but Amazon Prime is the story of the day. That's not going to go away. Facebook gets a $5 billion potential fine from the FTC, and stock doesn't budge. That tells you how powerful they are. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. We're in the heat of the summer block buster season. Maybe you saw a movie this weekend. Boy, the movies just don't seem to stop for uh, Disney. Started with Pick's uh, Toy Story 4. We jump to Aladdin and coming up, Lion King. Shortly thereafter that, we get the, well, we had the Avengers movie, right, this year? That was a big one. Spider-Man was big this weekend. All Disney properties in some way, shape, or form. Um, Spider-Man's kind of co-owned with, I believe, Sony. But depending on the success of the film, one will get it and the other won't going forward. Um, But this Christmas, Star Wars. And the way Disney does things, they kind of wrap everything up in a, a beautiful little package. they got the theme park at California's Disneyland. Um, so they have a portfolio of franchises that work both in the movie theaters and at the theme parks. Not too shabby, right? Disney announced the opening of another Star Wars extension at Disney World in Orlando. A follow-up to its massive Avatar annex. And next on the schedule is a slate of Marvel Comics-themed attractions from Hong Kong. Paris. You keep hearing about Disney International and you're like, it'll never work. Snow White has a castle and, well, they actually have real castles in Europe. But somehow, some way, some shape, some form, little engine that could keep chugging along, Disney. It's a small world after all. Stormtroopers. Buzz Lightyear. They got it all. One thing that they also have is a kind of a police state. The world's happiest place on Earth is a bit of a police state. Disney monitors use of smartphone apps and electronic wrist-worn magic band. They're famous for a lot of video taping of customers. So they're figuring out everything they can on you when you have your, your little magic band on. They know when you go to the bathroom, where to put bathrooms. They know when where to get sodas. So there's an Internet Bill of Rights. Should that go on to someone like a Mickey Mouse as well? The house that the mouse built. Disneyland. So once Facebook's Sheryl Sandberg, she's got kids, and she asked Disney, she's a board member, can the Magic Band track my kids? Yep. So the data mining never stops. Does data mining bother you? It doesn't bother me. I feel like I'm opting into it everywhere I go. But, like, for instance, if I go to Disneyland... And some of the physical attractions that I like the most are like Avengers things. Then Disney could say, in theory, well, there's still power for wanting this. We think he'll buy the movie ticket because he just bought a, a plush doll. So the park division at Disney is running on all cylinders, operating profit up 18%. It seems like they raise prices twice a year now. They don't, but it seems like they raise prices twice a year now. Elsewhere in big news... The space economy is starting to take shape. I recently learned that we landed a some sort of spacecraft on a meteor. I'm like, no way, that's so cool. Now, Marriott Hilton, Delta, American, Southwest are not offering lunar packages yet. So that's not part of the space economy. Freeport, McMoran, and Copper, and Gold 
not scraping for minerals on these big near-Earth asteroids. Waste management isn't shipping our trash up to the moon. Wouldn't that be great if we did? I know you're saying, but the citizens of the moon, I know. I know. It'll come back to haunt us. I think the Twilight Zone, back in the 60s or whenever it was, did an episode about an inventor who'd come up with a, a machine that you could put your garbage in and suddenly it would magically disappear. And everyone in the world wanted one, and everyone in the world was using one, and everyone in the world loved it. And the last scene is you see where it's getting teleported to. It's, an, it's a, a planet that's dying because of our trash. And you're like, whoa, that could be Earth. Now I get it. Space, the final frontier. It's up there. The Internet's down here. Apollo 11 cost $175 billion in today's dollars, leaving the government its only owner. The Internet, whose barriers are low and in markets are vast, is awash in investor cash. But now we're starting to see companies like Northrop Grumman, Orbital ATK, and Viasat. Viasat's an incumbent in satellite broadband. It's returned 34% uh, this year. Not too shabby. 34% more than the S&P 500, actually, when I'm looking at that. That makes my eyeballs pop out. I know you're saying your eyeballs pop out. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So just alone in the broadband, the satellites, not even including the tourism, you're talking about a $1.1 trillion business, business area, uh, getting up into the atmosphere and back down in the atmosphere can make plane trips from Los Angeles to Tokyo, an 11-hour trip into a two-hour trip. If 5% of today's passengers on flights over 10 hours would be willing to pay $2,500 for such a miracle, it's a $20 billion industry. Cable's annoying because, well, cables. So AT&T, which owns DirecTV, they're starting a Netflix-like service. They would love to get more satellites in the air. So a lot going on in space satellites, right? In space business. Now, who's the king? Virgin Galactic. They filed a slide deck outlining its plans. They're coming public. They want a 90-minute space flight for $250,000. Service launching next year. That'll give you an orientation. It'll give you training. So far, if you add up all the people that have ever been to space, it's somewhere between 550 and 600. So, I don't know. Is that cool to be in space? I, myself, am not going to do it. So I'll stay right here on Earth. Thank you. I know you're saying, I'll sign up for a mission to Mars. You're going to die if you go to Mars. I'll do it. Because here on Earth, I'm just an oddball freak that no one likes. Well, then... I guess you should go to Mars, freak. So Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos are going head-to-head. -head. Richard Branson, head-to-head. -head. Now, Amazon probably and Jeff Bezos probably want shoppers. We all want something different out of this, right? Elon Musk probably just wants to, wants to say to young women that he dates, I've got a spaceship in the garage. Do you want to see it? I know you're saying, yeah, I can kind of see him doing that. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Don't be shy. Um... I heard an interesting upgrade today. People were talking about McDonald's and how there was a price target that came out a couple weeks ago that the company's just chomping towards. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think that makes a lot of sense, if you put it that way. Trump is moving to end U.S. asylum for Central American migrants. There was a fascinating film documentary that just... It, just even talking about it, you don't even have to see it, but just even thinking about it, a day in a life without a Mexican, and how the United States wouldn't have fruit <laughs> cleaners, we wouldn't be able to get a lot of our food at restaurants. Pretty fascinating stuff, just to see where America's swinging right now. And uh, it's said you know, that sometimes we swing to the left, sometimes we swing to the right, but we always get back to our center. 
Trump had a weird bigotry pattern of tweets this weekend that it just makes you wonder, like, who's advising him, though? It's a very divisive thing to do. Anyhow, let's move forward, shall we? Um, stocks are mixed in a busy week for earnings, Fed speak, and markets wraps. So we also are seeing kind of like late July is the whole Brexit time frame again. I know you're probably as tired of Brexit as I am. To be fair, I'm pretty darn tired of it. So um, Broadcom rallied today after news report that talks were acquiring semantic fell apart. Steelmakers jumped after Donald Trump's trade aide, Peter Navarro, said the president will sign an executive order boosting the use of the material in federal government contracts. Bitcoin briefly fell below $1,000 or $10,000 in value. One of the biggest questions I get is where do I invest money? And I wish it were that easy. Uh, Cutting back on stocks, going more into stocks, I would have to know how much stocks you have. Um, Getting a sexy IPO, I would have to know that you have to have a lot of conservative holdings in your portfolio or holding uh, conservative indexes. Do you want something that's a safe haven that won't get you a lot of upside but won't get you a lot of downside? Or do you just want a lot of upside with no downside? Because that's not realistic. Anyhow and anyway, you can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't be shy. Get in touch. Big seminar always coming up. You can find out more by going to robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. This story always makes me giggle. And here's it. Let's see what makes Rob giggle. Harley Davidson's betting big on an e-bike. If there's one thing in business school and case studies you learn was Harley Davidson is an American-made gas-powered humming machine that sounds like nothing on earth. And then you see e-bikes, and you're like, boy, they're they're kind of stretching. Um, it is American-made. It is iconic. It's like investing in Coca-Cola or Levi Strauss blue jeans. I don't know if an Apple Pie company can invest in. I'm sure someone will drop me an email, though, and let me know. But Harley-Davidson's very, very iconic. Throwing that out there for you. Anything you want to talk about? Let me know. Um, where to find value is probably one of the bigger questions out there that I see on a day-by-day basis. Uh, this market, by I think every expert would say that it's historically at a stretched valuation. And what that means is if you typically run between... A P.E. of 12, price-to-earnings ratio, and a P.E. of 20, when you're right around 18, 19, that's typically when it starts to hit the roof and starts to come back down. But that's tough to say. Have you ever been on Sand Hill Road? If you're ever on 280, cruise between San Jose and San Francisco, you'll see a, a road called Sand Hill Road, and there is a lot of venture capital located on Sand Hill Road. Companies that made early in bets <clears throat> on Amazon, on Google, on Twitter, Genentech, Snap, Netscape, on Microsystems, Square, Electronic Arts. You name the tech company, they've been there. It's legendary. And I, I throw that out there because it's in your backyard more than likely if you listen to the show. I know, I know. I've got people in Russia listening to the show. Um, it's pretty amazing when I look at my podcast of where people are listening. And don't think that's not lost on me. It's quite an honor. Um, but it's not mad scientist stuff, Sand Hill Road. It's just where the venture capitalists tend to set up shop. More than ever, it's changing. Um, there's another company out there called Figma. It's a San Francisco-based collaborative design software company. This is one of those Sand Hill Road kind of investments. It's raised $80 million. 
it's the design equivalent of Google Docs. It's collaborative for real time and inside a browser. There's no standalone application. You're going to see Google <clears throat> launch video games inside of a browser. So it's not unheard of. Figma has taken off in the design community in an industry design- dominated by the 800-pound gorilla. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble in this corner. Adobe. So that's pretty big as far as a gorilla goes. And there's always going to be that thing going on in technology. If Sand Hill Road is about anything, it's about the mantra of tech. Smaller chat, smaller, cheaper, faster. And that's one of the things that make tech so difficult to invest in if you don't find companies with scale. Netflix has scale. Facebook has scale. Apple, in theory, has very loyal buyers that scale very nicely because your phone typically needs an upgrade every two to three years. And if it does need an upgrade, they've done a darn good job of selling us that it needs an upgrade. So that's out there. One of the emails I get on a regular basis is, how do I invest in real estate? I'd be very, very cautious investing in real estate. I see people make more mistakes in real estate than any other place in the world of investing. You want to get your finances in order before you think about anything in real estate, whether that's your emergency fund, debt, or your retirement savings. They all need to be healthy. Emergency fund, six months of savings. Consumer debt, pay off all your credit cards. And then in your retirement, you should be ten to $40,000 by age 30. 10 to 20 times your salary by the time you quit. So you don't have to buy real estate. You'll hear commercials. You'll hear people pounding the table. Typically, it's because they're in the business of the transaction. You've got to be very careful of that relationship. Very stickery slope. Markets are at an all-time high, up 20-plus percent for the year. Now, you're telling me the stock markets are bad? No way. So one way of buying into real estate without actually buying real estate and getting that 30-year mortgage with 10 20% down, getting the tenants, is do it through a REIT, a real estate investment trust, publicly traded. So there's some people looking at the finances. If you work with people who are looking for hard money, if you're looking to work with people who raise money for investors, that's the areas where you can get fraud pretty easily because they don't have to report those finances to any regulatory body. But equity REITs do. A REIT focused on a specific type of real estate. It could be an apartment complex, hospitals, hotels, or malls. Not a lot of hospitals go out of business. They do on occasion, but not many. You can hold a REIT, which is incredibly liquid, whereas your house or your real estate investment may not be. You can put them in your IRA or your 401k if you're willing to part ways with your money for the potential to earn greater returns. Private real estate, oof, it's not my way of going. But there is a company out there who's trying to, um, a lot like Figma, kind of break into the industry and, and break a, the old way of doing business called Fundrise. It helps you invest in real estate projects around the United States without actually having to manage them. It's called Fundrise. So you want to get to know the local markets. And even with REITs, publicly traded REITs, they pay a nice dividend deal and they pay no federal taxes because they pay a nice dividend deal and it's a way of you diversifying your real estate. You can figure that out by going to investinreits.com. Conan Steers has got a lot of good papers on REITs. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.